Nobody ever wants a salon walkout, but it happens to the best of the best. On today's show, we're going to talk about how do you put some steps in place to make sure that you can prevent a salon walkout or at the very least prevent the harm it can do to your salon, all on today's show. Salon owners are some of the most amazing people on planet Earth. The only problem is sometimes their hearts are so big and they give so much of themselves to their staff and guests that it creates unintended consequences. Our goal is to change the industry by elevating the way the rest of the world sees salons, spas, and barbershops and give it the credibility that it truly deserves. This is the Salon Owner Evo Revo Show. Welcome to today's podcast of the Evo Revo Podcast. I'm Jason Everett. Excited to be on with you guys today talking about walkouts. Not because walkouts are exciting, but preventing walkouts is exciting. And uh, because I think the, the more you understand about it, the more we confront this and face this now, um, I think the better it will be. By the way, if you've ever experienced a walkout of whether it's been one staff or your entire staff, do me a favor and comment in the comment section and say walkout. Also would love to know if you're on the show with me live, do me a favor and comment live on uh, the show or just comment live uh, in the comment section below. Would love to find out that you guys are all rocking and things are going well. On today's show, I've got a very special guest. In fact, uh, I've got somebody who's from our High Performance Salon Academy uh, who through COVID, through all these things, has bounced back, done some really incredible things, but then was faced with a situation where a couple people inside her salon wanted to walk out and had to deal with some very interesting things. We're going to take some lessons from her today, get some pointers from Leah at Hot Salons. Leah, good morning. Glad to have you on with us. Hi. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, so good to have you on. Uh, Leah has been a champ. We've been talking, you know, her and I got on the phone, man, it was a couple, like a week ago or week week or so ago. And uh, you said, hey, I'm experiencing this problem. And I- I'm gonna I'm gonna use the word, you were in a little bit of a heightened emotional state is what I'm gonna say. Is that is that fair to say? <laughs> <laughs> Just, I, that's putting it mildly. <laughs> yeah, you, call, you called me up. You were in a slightly heightened emotional state. And uh and I and we we walked through a whole bunch of things and like here we are like it's been has it been a week two weeks two weeks uh, two weeks almost yeah two weeks here we are two weeks later you're a little less in a heightened emotional state you've yeah. been through this giant roller coaster of chaos and panic and then now you're pretty calm about it but I think this idea of dealing with walkouts you've learned some pretty important lessons over the last couple of weeks yeah oh yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm hoping on today's show we can unpack some of those things and really, uh, and really, you know, share with people, you know, what's going on and what potentially could happen. By the way, Gio's on watching with us live. What's up, Gio? Uh, Selena's also watching with us live. And if anybody else is watching with us live, do me a favor and say what's up, and I'll give you a shout out on the screen. Um, Leah, so let, let's ta- let's take it back. Let's roll back two weeks ago, and I and look, I know, you know. People may watch and, and really kind of get the most out of this. The, the more raw we are about this, I think the more insight we'll be able to give other salon owners that are just struggling with it. But first of all, tell us a little bit about kind of your salons because you have multiple salons. You have blow-dry bars. Tell us where you are, how many salons you have. Give us, give us a lay of your business. Okay. So I'm in Westchester County, which is about 20 minutes north of New York City. Um, I have four salons. I have two blow-dry bars that do makeup and blowouts and bridal hair, stuff like that. And then I have one full service salon that does traditional services. Uh, And then I also have a lash bar that does lashes. I'm getting ready to add a brow specialist in there as well. So that's where I'm at currently. 
That's awesome. And, and again, I know New York has been one of the places uh, that have just been, you know, through this whole process. And you, yeah. you've you've been kind of like everything you can do to make sure that income still flows to you and your team through this whole process. You didn't give up. You were the first one like on the boots on the ground trying to figure out how to make sure that revenue still comes into your salons, the blow dry bars, lash bars and all those different places. And you, you kind of pioneered some really cool stuff through COVID and lockdown. And I know business is not back to like 100% of normal at all for you. And no. you're still trying to figure out like, how do you come out of this strong? And so in the midst of trying to come out of this strong and like scraping together everything, by the way, if you guys can relate to that, do me a favor and say relate. If you're still trying to come out of COVID at the way that you need to in the middle of all that, Leah, you, um, in the middle of all that, you come in and you hear something from your staff. Tell me a little about, a, a little bit about what you can say about what had happened. Um, yeah, I, so I was doing my, it was my first week of the month. So I was doing my one-on-ones and I was up at one of my other locations handling those. It was the last of the week, which is a long week. I have quite a few employees. It takes a long time. Sure. And, um, one of my employees, Keep freezing here there um one of my no, said oh i want to speak to you before you leave and i said okay do you want to call me and or she's like no no i need to speak to you and she sat me down outside and because it's a little salon and she says i don't want you to freak out i want you to continue to breathe i'm about to tell you something that's going to freak you out i'm like whoa mm -hmm. wait a minute <laughs> I'm like, yeah like what are we in for here don't start like that i you know and uh she said these two people are opening their own salon and they're taking your entire staff with them. Okay, so so you get smacked upside the head with, by the way, uh, these people are leaving, they're gonna take everybody with you with them and basically your whole salon's gonna go away because these people are gonna walk out and, and you're gonna do that. And by the way, if that would give you full anxiety, panic, do me a favor and say panic in the chat if you guys are playing along with us live, right? But like, I'm glad she said, don't freak out. <laughs> Stay seated, but here's your worst nightmare handed to you in a statement. Right. Right? <laughs> so um, I think, you know, everything flashed before my eyes and I oddly, I stayed really calm and I just said, okay, um, how do you know? What do you know? How, when did you know? Like I was trying to get as much information. She was a little hesitant to give me too much. Well, as anybody would, right? Yeah. They're like, I mean, I don't want to say who said what and how this whole thing works, but I need to like give you a heads up. I got you. Yeah, but I was like, is this a reliable source before I run off like a lunatic, you know? And um, I, so I just <laughs> said, I gotta go. I got in my car and I very calmly called one of the uh, people in question who happens to be the manager of my full service. Ouch. Yeah. And I just said, hey, uh, there's no other real way to say this, but are you opening your own salon? Mm. And while I'm driving, which may not have been the best idea, but I did. Right, sure. And uh, she says, well, I, I don't know. We were just presented with an offer 12 hours ago. This opportunity came up and I, you know, but we haven't made any decisions. I said, okay. Um, obviously we need to have a discussion and she says, okay, well it, it's a team of two. One does color, one does cutting. She yeah. says, you know, she's finishing up. We're going to come to your house and have it and talk to you. Hmm. Ooh, so it just gets even more intense, right? Yeah. So like, now we're going to talk. 
So here's yeah. all this stuff on the table, and it's getting more, and it's getting more dramatic and more panicky. And, and all we the- block apart from each other to oh, make great. it crazy. Yeah. So, so, anyway. so you are trying to figure this out, and now you got to figure out what's what's really going on. Get to the bottom of it. You're not sure what's real, what's not. Yeah. And so you got to you got to make a decision, right? Yeah, I called my GM and I said, this is what I've heard. I don't know if it's true. She was like, what the what? You know, like she's like, I haven't heard anything. I don't know anything. She immediately started hysterically crying. Oddly, I stayed really calm. And um, I just, I think I got immediately, as soon as I walked in the door to my house before, I don't know if I called you guys first or after, but um, I just tried to stay calm and I waited for them to show up and I listened to what they had to say. And they continued with, we just found out 12 hours ago, we haven't made a decision, we don't know yet. And I said, are you, you know, the rumor is what I heard is you're taking everyone with you. No, we're not taking anyone, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, well, you know, what is it that you, what is this? Oh, we want to own our own salon. I said, well, I have a salon I can sell you. Like, what? Why, why are you doing that? You know you can be a shareholder. In fact, my manager just filmed a recruiting video for me three weeks ago saying, I can't wait to be a shareholder. I want to work here forever. I love this place, like this whole crap. Yeah, it just didn't, just didn't come to fruition for her. Huh. And, and by the way, you know, if you're watching this or listening to us right now on the podcast, uh, video or on audio, is that, that that's the truth, right? Is that sometimes you have people that, you know, are part of your management team, whatever, and at some point they go, an opportunity comes up or somebody pokes them and says, Hey, maybe you should just do this on your own and not be a part. And it's like, you know, I always say like, it's, it's the, uh, it's the, the, the like mom or dad or brother or sister that taps somebody on the shoulder and is like, maybe you should just own your own song. Why, why do that? You know, like it, it, it is this, how do you figure that out? Uh, sort of situation. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, there's this new idea, there's new things and things change. Right. Yeah. So you, you popped me a message, Doug, a message. What, what were you hoping to get from Doug and I, hopefully we delivered on that, but what, what were you hoping to get? Why'd you want to call us? So as soon as they walked out the door, I still thought I had, they, I said, let me make you an offer before you decide on this decision. Let's talk yeah, about I remember you saying you know? that. That's right. You yeah. said, like, let me make you an offer before you make yeah, it. Yeah, before you sign. They said, we have to sign everything by Monday. So you have to make a decision by Monday what you're going to offer us. I'm like, do I change? You know, immediately I'm like, do I offer them more commission? What, you know, and then, you know, what do you want to buy into my salon? What, how do you want to do this? So that was where my brain was. So they left. I immediately got on the phone and I, sent a message to you and I said, I think I'm about to have a walkout. What do I do? And I immediately called my pack, my performance pack, who's on here today. Hi, you. And <laughs> I, I have to say it brings tears to my eyes just talking about it again. Um, they called me back within 30 seconds. I'm not kidding you. On a on a conference call, like they were all on. That's and awesome. it they talked me off the ledge immediately. And Gio was just incredible with advice and Rachel and every, I mean, just amazing. And yeah, so- if, if you don't know, as you're, if you're listening to this, what the heck is a performance pack, just to give you some context. So in our academy, once you've been a member for over a year, uh, we do a whole separate setup with you where we actually group you together. There's some requirements. We group you together with about four other salons because we have hundreds of salons inside our program, but then we put you with an intimate group of about four people that are kind of your backup. I mean, they're, they're your I don't know, your posse, I don't know what you want to say, right? They're your, your family unit that you get to do some work with and then they, they kind of back you up in this moment. And to your point, you got on the phone, you were immediately conferencing with your performance pack inside the group 
and you guys were already dealing with it. That's. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, I'm not kidding when I say 30 seconds. It was 30 seconds. I had a phone yeah. call back. I mean, on a Saturday, mind you. Yeah, because I remember you messaged me. I was driving around. I couldn't give you the 30 second phone call. Yeah. You but were I'm glad your pack did. That and it's and honestly, that's better for me. Is that I'm glad that you know that you had other people and that you had a team of people you could call. Uh, by the way, we're gonna get into the advice of what we gave Leah in just a second, and then we're gonna get into her lessons. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be back in about 45 seconds. Leah, hang tight, and then we'll talk about what advice we gave and what you did in 45 seconds. Here we go. So, uh, by the way, one other quick announcement uh, in speaking of commercials, we're getting ready to do a brand new event coming up on October 19th, 2020, called the Salon and Spa 2020 Bounce Back. If you wanna know how to bounce back from 2020, like Leah, like hundreds of other people in our High Performance Salon Academy, you've got nowhere else to be besides that event on October 19th. Uh, if you want information, you want tickets, by the way, I don't know if you, you even know this, Leah, you might not have even heard, we're doing a totally free event. Tickets are free, F-R-E-E, for, for free. Uh, all you have to do is be there for the whole day, get registered, go on to the website or comment uh, with the word tickets below and I'll send you the link directly right after this podcast. Uh, I'll send the link afterwards. Comment with the word tickets and we will send you the information about our upcoming event so you can figure out uh, more information and what we trained people on what to do during the pandemic and how to handle more things like walkouts. Okay, Leah, back to what we were talking about. So here you are, you get on the phone with Doug and I, we sit and we brainstorm, we talk about what's good. What were the top two or three things you took away from the call with me? And then I know Doug called you right after, what were the top two or three things that you got off of his call? What to the best that you can remember, what were the top couple things that took you from this moment of, holy crap, <laughs> something productive? Um, I mean, with you, Jason, you were awesome. I mean, I was in tears at that point. I think the, yeah. you know, and I also immediately started finding out the truth, which was not what they told me. So right. I was trying to figure out at the same time what was really going on. And um, it turns out they had signed this lease and they had had this plan during quarantine and it was all going on for months and I knew nothing about it till mm. right then. So that was, you know, it's tough. It, it almost, it feels like a breakup, you know? It yeah. feels like... I, I, I invested in these people. I mean, I opened that salon basically for them. I was in the process of buying a salon and they came to me because the salon they were at was like a Titanic ship mm -hmm. and okay, we're on, we're doing this. And you know, she was my manager. She came to the destination train. Like I really invested in her. It hurt. It hurt, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I got on with you. I was crying a little bit, I think. And you just really, you got to the like heart more like, Okay, let's talk about what's going on in your brain. Don't start relooping everything around. Yeah. Why this? Why that? Let's just focus on what you can control now and what you're going to do. And we're going to set a plan. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I immediately just shifted. I mean, it was like, okay, uh, you know, as, as long as I felt like as long as I had a plan, I was going to be okay. I just needed to move forward and not right. get stuck in that, like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going out of this, you know, yeah. that's immediately what you think, you know, I'm and like, I think, we're big producers, huge. Right. So, and you had said, you said, these are two of your largest producers. And yeah. so, and again, they were two of your largest producers and you worried if that money walked out the door, that, that might take you out, right? That might be, that might be the final nail and say, you know what, forget COVID, COVID didn't do it, but this, you know, COVID plus yeah. walk out plus, plus. Yeah. That, that's going to tank you. And, and yeah, I'm a big fan, by the way, if any of you guys have been in this spot before and you're like, well, okay, you know, how do I handle this situation? One of the best things you can do is to, to remove panic, come up with a plan. It's, and it doesn't really matter what the plan is. Just come up with an A damn plan that you yeah. get to execute on, right? 
And so you and I kind of walked through the emotional pieces of it and all those other things. So we figured out, we got to the bottom, what was the truth? Uh, we started putting that plan in place. And by the way, I'm taking some notes I might show you in just a sec. Say it again. I'm sorry. I said, yes, I remember we talked about truth versus fact. Oh yeah, yeah. And we talked about the looping. And yep. we talked about, you just, you kept texting me. I mean, I have to say it was incredible. And you were with your family and it was Saturday night and you kept texting me, okay, what's your plan? Give me your plan. What are you gonna do? What three things you're gonna do? Give me three things you're grateful for, you know? And it just kept my head straight that first, that first. Awesome. 24 hours was really crucial I think totally and then and then not and then I'm sure there was other stuff that we covered too that was helpful but then you got on the phone with Doug and this is why I love the balance between Doug and I because we have very different planes of thought right because I was like well we'll have to just see and you know it's not always that the you know they might be a good thing blah 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 Doug gets on the phone with you and I know because he texted me right afterwards Doug gets on the phone with you has a has a different but also very appropriate response for you what did you get out of your time with Doug Doug went straight to the numbers Right. And he said, okay, you know, and Doug, I could imagine him rocking in his chair while he was Yes, talking. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and he was just really frank and he was like, I think I know what's going on here. And he's like, let's start talking about numbers. And he had me give them, you know, their revenue sales, their commission split down to like, I had to get really honest and say what was going on there. And he just said, I can see what's going on. You know, like these were the divas, you know, they got really big head full of themselves. They think that, you know, they're gonna run their own salon, which is great. And, but they weren't bringing you in any money. In fact, they were probably costing you money and it feels hard and it's an ego thing because I watched, you know, my, I'm gonna watch my numbers go down by hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, you know, it's an ego thing, but it really doesn't affect the bottom line. In fact, it might even help. So that was a huge, huge, huge lesson and eye opener. And it, it was together, the two of you, it was just a complete calming, calming sense of like, okay, this thing, uh, yeah, awesome. but I'm going to get through it and I'll be fine. So let me just, I just want to review this and I'm going to pop up my screen here. Uh, if you can catch this whole thing wide is that, so there was a couple things that happened here, right? Is that number one, we, we, for, with me, it was like, let's find out the truth, right? We had to figure out what the truth was and then what can you control? Let's put a plan in place, figure out truth versus fact. And Doug went straight to the numbers. And this was really interesting, Leah, is that as we, as Doug shared with me, he said, look, you know, even though they might generate literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue, the profit on that $100,000 in revenue was either slim or non-existent, right? Yeah. Right? Is the the profit was near zero, near zero on the entire relationship that you had with them because you were paying excessive commission for these for these people, right? Is that in the industry average, you know, sometimes people are paying around 50% commission, you were paying well above 50% commission. And again, it could be anywhere from 40 to, you know, 50, 55%, but you were paying well above that, correct? I, yeah, there was definitely some issues there. I mean, you know, where I, in my area, I would say 60 is the norm. Um, but now, you know, when I well, started a salon, I, I, you know, unfortunately, I didn't have this resource yeah. um, per se. I had another resource, but I mean, I didn't really yeah. have this resource. And now I've learned so much in two years. I think I said yesterday, I said, you know, two years ago, this would have crushed me and forget the the number side and how I structure my commission plan and everything. Now mm -hmm. it was the emotional side and the, yeah. the personal side for me, you know, just this would have crushed me. And between all of you guys and, and all of my, you know, family members at the Academy, it was just like the, the, Oh, that was one thing you said to me that was huge too. And when mm -hmm. we got off the phone, I was sitting in my car and he goes, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to walk inside. 
and I'm going to immediately post in the group because he mm. goes, you've got a hundred other salon owners that are going to love on you. So you just use that and get through, yeah. you know, you're going to get through this with them. And I did, he goes, it may be hard and it may be raw, but go in there and post. And I did. And it was just like, you can't imagine it. I cried. It was like the, just the, my God, the support I felt through that was just incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I saw all the posts and comments and it was it was awesome to watch, right? As people were just yeah. going like, you got this, you can do it. If you need anything, let me know. And I mean, that that is the, I mean, that's the point, right? Is we really do feel like in the academy, unlike any other any other thing in the world is that look, I mean, look, are Doug and I good at coaching? I hope so. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. But can I be really honest? It's not about us. Like, again, like you said, your performance pack called you first, you posted in the group, you've got all these other people to support you. It's not about, our, you know, is your coach the best coach on planet earth? That's not what this is about. It's about, do we have a support system and a structure for you to tool you up so you're ready to go? Yeah. Now, you, you've had some big lessons since yeah. this, Leah, right? Like a lot of big things you're like, I wish I would have known this and done this. And you were mentioning it kind of before the show, and hopefully can, we can talk about this for a few, is there's some things that you realize like should have probably been in place things that you learned about. So what were some things that like, now that you got a plan in place, you figured it out and you realized that even though these people were contributing to your top line, they weren't really contributing to your bottom line and that having them leave was actually gonna not necessarily wreck your income. You could make the same amount of income even without them there, which is amazing. Yeah. What were some things that you learned as lessons on the back end of this that you were like, oh my gosh, this needs to be out there for other salon owners before they have the same situation happen? Um, well, back to the commission thing, like I really, once he, we started diving into that and figuring out like I was paying a really high commission to them. I was paying for not one, but two associates. So that came right off the top Right. All taxes. They're all their supplies. Like once I really started diving deeply into it, I realized I've, I've done the numbers 10 different ways since then, but, uh, sometimes I come up losing money. Sometimes I come up, maybe I'm lucky if I was getting 5%, maybe. Maybe. So, it just, yeah, and it's it's a little hard to, I, I tend to think it's more losing. <laughs> yeah, um, probably. Yeah, so that that really helped once I realized so, that. And that is, and that would be what then? So like, I know we've done some trainings on commission structure, so have you just made sure you won't cut that type of deal in the future or what, tell me about that. I have already redone my whole level system and changed the commission structures. I brought in Salon Scale, which also adds another feature that, um, you know, adds to their income, but adds to mine as well. So just right. bring the whole thing differently. Now, when I look, I, I did a little exercise with my GM and I said, you know, let's look at her root touch-up um, price. Oh yeah, that's right. You were looking at the person who left their root touch-up cost yeah, and the associate exactly. was doing the training. Yeah, tell me that number. That was an interesting number. Yeah, so we, I did a little math exercise with her because she was freaking out. And that was another thing. I had to really put on a strong front in front of my team because they were probably thinking, oh my God, they left. We're, we're going to lose our job. So yeah. I was like, we're good. This business was not built on two people's income. We're going to be yeah. fine. You know? Right. But I know my GM was really freaking out. So I did this little exercise. I said, let's take her root touch-up price with her commission structure and let's do her associate's root touch-up price with her, her uh, commission structure. And I actually come out making more on the associate's root touch-up and the client less. And she yeah, was the client, the cl let's get let's say that again. The client pays less, you I, make more, the associate's still happy as hell because they still get to do the job, right? Like all those things get to play out and all because you were able to run the math and know the numbers, yeah? Exactly, so big lesson, know your numbers, number one. Yeah, okay. Know so, exactly who are your money makers because I was busy looking at the bright shiny object in the salon, you know? 
bowing to all of their needs and whatever they wanted and you know all of this stuff and the poor i said you know these poor little twinkly stars underneath weren't getting yeah. noticed as much and i feel terrible for that and they right. just had a chance and it was like oh they bring in all the money well meanwhile they were bringing in all the bills too so right yeah and so so to your point you had you had shiny stars on your team that were getting diminished because you were looking at big revenue producers yeah. that looked like they were big stars but in reality they weren't actually making the business a heck of a lot of money and it yeah. didn't really function so it's actually good that they went off and did their own thing and you know Learn them on their journey, right? So yeah. there was something else that you learned about because there's two other things, and I know we're kind of coming to the end of the show here. But there's oh, two sorry. other things. It's all good. I know you got to run. I got to run in a minute, but there's a couple other things here that I wanted to get in. You mentioned something about cybersecurity because you had some issues on this and non-compete. I want to talk about those two things. Uh, let's talk about those. By the way, if this has been valuable so far, comment valuable in the chat. Leah, tell me about those two things real quick. So during uh, quarantine, I had put on the online store and the root kits and everything, and I was alerted that I needed cyber insurance because I was now storing information for my clients on the computer. Yeah, credit cards yeah. and all kinds of other cell phone numbers. responsible for that. So long short, these two had downloaded my entire client base and sent out a text campaign. Oh, and sweet. Yeah, and they violated that. So I ran into some issues where I had clients then calling me saying, well, how did they get my number? So that posed a legal issue for me, um, but thank God I had had the cyber insurance. So just in case anything happens, I'm protected that way. And I also had to take a little couple legal, legal maneuvers with them as well, just to protect myself. But the other thing I did wind up doing was um, getting a non-compete and a non-disclosure. And one of the main things was, I, I had hemmed and hawed about this for a while, but you know, it was to protect that that information that's in my my database because that's my responsibility and mm -hmm. to make sure that the, the staff knows that that's my responsibility to protect that and also a radius clause and when i presented this to my team i had heard there was a couple people that were you know little moles that were staying there till they could make it re you know they were still getting something off of me um it flushed them out immediately so, so you okay so you so the cyber insurance was one the second was you put this non-compete clause in there and when you took that to your staff and said okay i'm taking this non-compete clause all of a sudden some people were totally fine like leah i'm here i'm staying of course i want to be around you no big deal i'm in and yeah. then the people that were like well i was planning to leave but i didn't want to leave quite yet because there's still some work for me to do they hesitated on signing this non-compete Yep. And so besides you. besides the initial two, how many other people didn't want to sign the non-compete and then now are no longer with you? Two more. Two more. So it was able to do that. So what would you advise somebody? Because look, cyber insurance, by the way, if you have cyber insurance, say have it. If you don't have cyber insurance, say need it in the comment section. I, I wouldn't have even thought about that. And even for our business, it's the same thing, right? Because we store so much data. That's a huge tip. You guys, I want you to hear that. Um, yeah. And then again, the other thing is this non-compete. What advice would you give somebody on non-compete? Because I know some people have said, well, I don't want to do a non-compete because then people are like, you know, shackled and handcuffed to my salon, like a prison sentence. And they, you know, I don't want to be known as that. What would you say to them? I mean, yeah, that was my concern too, but I, I really do feel it adds a layer and it, and it opens up a conversation when you're hiring or it even opened a conversation with my staff. Like, well, you know, look, it's up to me to, to enforce it. If someone came to me and had a life issue, I'm not gonna be like, no, you have to stay, you know, but it's going to prevent this kind of stuff. It's going to at least make them yeah. stop and think for a few minutes. It's a barrier, right? It's, it's at barrier. least some level of a barrier. And to your point, you're like, look, if, if you're leaving for the right reasons, then this is no issue. It's more if you do something like try and leave and text the entire database and do all these things that are like, 
inappropriate business practices, then I have a recourse for that. And again, it's like just, it's having a written agreement for something that should be a general understanding. I think so many people misunderstand that a legal document does not mean that you're gonna force something on somebody against their will. It just means that you have an agreement in place to back up something that you wanna have as a general agreement. And it's to protect the people that stay working there too as well. You know, that's scary for them. They had to hold this secret in. They didn't know if they jobs yep. you know and this well is well said yeah super good leah this has been really helpful i i imagine uh people would go on with this one for a whole hour if they could and learn more if you've learned tons and tons do me a favor and say tons and tons in the chat also do me a favor if you thought this was valuable for you i know other salon owners would get value out of this would you do me a favor share this video right now while you're thinking about it and be like somebody else needs to watch them and even tag them in the video if you can because i know there's a lot of other salon owners that should have heard this message before they had their walkout and they didn't so if we can let leah's lessons be lessons for others which by the way is the whole damn point of the academy is let somebody else's lesson be your lesson before it's yours i think it just makes a huge huge difference and last time i want to talk about this if you want to get more lessons from hundreds of salon owners and learn about our family and community of salon owners you've got to be at our event our salon and spa 2020 bounce back event coming up on october 19th comment with the word tickets we'll give you a free one just come to the event learn from other people like leah like the other salon owners in our program and leah i just i'm always so impressed by how raw you are at being willing to share and your willingness to let people know. I I asked you like on a whim, can you come do the show? And you were like, absolutely. I wish I would have known this. Let me share. You embody the spirit of what we want inside the Academy. I'm so grateful for you. I am so happy to help you and be a part of what we do because it's just so you have the heart in the right spot. And that's, that's just, yeah. (laughs) Gio said Leah for president. (laughs) Gio, you're the best. All right. We'll, we'll see if we can work on that campaign. I'm grateful to everyone here. Truly. I hope I, I hope I convey that enough. I really do. Well, I, I really appreciate it. You are always uh, such a shining light of uh, of what salon owners can be. And even though we all have our flaws to work on, you work on them elegantly. And I love it. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for joining the show today, guys. Do me a favor. Rate the podcast. Go share it. Tell your friends about it. More people need to know about what we talk about on the show. And if you agree, then that'll help us if you give us a rating, give us a share, or give us a like. Until then, have an awesome rest of your day. Leah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Evo Revo podcast. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe, leave us a review, and you can always get more information, including show notes and the video episodes at evorevopodcast.com.